Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Sheerlux Highlights podcast. This week, the podcast is brought to you in partnership with 8-Hour Cream Skin Protectant by Elizabeth Arden. I'm Charlotte Collins, and with me today is Astrid Carter, Lou Huff, and a very special guest, Antonia O'Brien. Antonia, you've worked across fashion and broadcasting for years. You've hosted for E, for the BAFTAs, for This Morning. The list goes on, really, doesn't it? Oh, it's, it always sounds really nice hearing it back. I'm like, gosh, I actually have, I have had some really fun jobs. Yes, I've worked in fashion, I think... For now, about 10 years. George was telling me you started at My Wardrobe. Yes, I did. My first job, I was so, so lucky. My first job out of university um, was at mywardrobe.com, which is now gone. So to those listening, it was an online retailer, um, multi-brand, and I was lucky enough to style and present their online TV. That's the dream. It was the dream. And, you know, even now. I loved my wardrobe. Yeah, I loved my wardrobe as well. You know, there's lots of kind of payday treat prices. So you wouldn't get too lost and out of your budget, but you might be able to save up and be like, okay, J Brands, I can afford them maybe at the end of the month. And they always did such amazing content the way it was always presented. I remember always kind of printing out my emails and putting it in my inspiration. But it's before Instagram and Twitter was quite small then. And, you know, it was just this content wasn't what it is now mm. uh, so we look back and we are so proud because yeah. by no means yeah. do we feel like we started fashion video content at all but there's now so much whereas then it was really it's before kind of Meta Porter and ASOS did anything mm. like that so we did feel quite new it was it. very definitely very modern thinking I think mm. for a retailer well from there to here lovely to have you with us today we always start our podcast by talking about tv film what we've been watching and listening to you just mentioned that you've seen the shape of water this weekend yes what did you think I saw The Shape of Water on Saturday night. It felt like such a date night, because on Saturdays, everyone seems to be on a date. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, I went into it with so such high expectations. Mm. It's up for Best Picture. And every year with the Oscars, my husband and I make a point of seeing every film that's up for Best Picture. So it was our penultimate. We now just need to see Lady Bird, which I am so looking forward yeah, to seeing. That's so, so good. I've heard oh. that's the best film people And Saoirse Ronan, I'm just loving following her she's and what great. she's wearing yeah, on yeah. all of these late night talk shows and just watching her. I, there's something about an Irish lead woman in this huge indie film mm. that I feel very proud that she's yeah. kind of, you know, such a small budget, Greta Gerwig being the director. Yeah. It's such an exciting, exciting year. But I don't think they the ever realized it was gonna get as big as it is. No. That's what they keep saying. Yeah, when you see them in that conversation, like Timothée Chalamet was on one of the late night shows and he's like, you know what, I did two small budget indies and now I'm up for best actor in the leading role. I cannot believe the kind of year I've had. The Shape of Water, I wanted to love it more. I didn't really love it. I've read a lot since I've seen it and, you know, I do think it's such a strong story and it's such a magical, fantastical idea. A mute woman falls in love with a um, kind of sea creature, but it just kind of, it didn't leave me cold. <laughs> Sorry, it can I just say Lou's face? <laughs> I didn't know the premise of the storyline. Mm. That sounds really that weird. That makes it sound very strange. But yeah, it's, um, it made me really laugh reading an article this morning, and it's like, 
mute woman falls in love with hot, <laughs> sexy fish monster. Yeah. That kind of is what it it's is. It's like Beauty yeah. and the Beast premise. She, right? yes. yeah. she is incredible in it. Because you loved like, it, actually, didn't you? I did love it. And I didn't think I would like something like that because, as we said, it does sound quite strange. Yeah. But then, at the weekend, this weekend, I went to see three billboards. I know oh. I'm like the last person oh, on earth to see three no billboards. Did you see it? Holy shit, that yeah. film is incredible. Mm-hmm. Isn't Francis McDormand amazing yeah that acting in that movie is one of the best films I've ever seen Mm -hmm. I was like I get quite fidgety in the cinema and I can't quite easily Mm -hmm. get distracted I was literally glued to that screen and I could have happily like watched for another hour yeah my boyfriend stayed awake and that never happened (laughs) (laughs) that's good news for me the sign that I've really enjoyed a film is when it stays with me when for a couple of days a week later I'm still thinking about it and three billboards really stayed with me I mean it's Mm. just the most it's everyone's worst nightmare what her character goes through and it's done with such black black humor yeah mm-hmm. yes but you're laughing at the most inappropriate yes. yeah awful god awful jokes so true it's, but it's fantastic it takes you to so many extremes yeah. of emotion mm-hmm. doesn't it it's funny and then it's you know heartbreaking so many people i mentioned i was going to see it at the weekend and so many people like astrid you're going to love it and i did love it but you kind of feel weird about saying you love it because it's so sad and so dark and it's so boring, and real, film, but it? it's just incredible. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, is. I really hope yeah. that wins. Really so, that. okay, you've seen them all apart from Lady Bird then. Yes. Which, should, which should win the best Oscar then? I think, I do think Three Billboards is such, I don't know, it's just such a brilliant story. And she's such a maverick. Yeah, she is. That, that. Yeah. She, you know, she's, so she's the most amazing actress. <laughs> and she's also just such a badass on the yeah. red carpet. Yeah. And, you know, when she accepts an award, inevitably there's a hashtag me too, everyone's wearing black on the red carpet. She's like, sorry guys. I know. And she's in like a pink, orange and red African mm-hmm. print dress. Um, <laughs> I think that was amazing. Oh God, I can't remember. Is um, Call Me By Your Name that's one? I can't remember. You saw that, Lyon, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. I only got halfway through it and I thought it was really beautifully filmed. Yeah. The soundtrack is amazing. I actually downloaded that and that's my favorite community soundtrack. It's oh really my good. gosh, Safian Stevens. Yeah, amazing. Um, but I found it a little bit slow. So I want to watch the end of it because mm. um, I know it's had such high praise, but it just didn't really get me. Mm. My gosh, you need to see it through yeah. to the end. I think it. everyone has, it's resonated with, well, I want to say everyone, you weren't sure. Yeah. But, but have most people, it has resonated with most because everyone's fallen in love with someone and whether it's requited or unrequited, that kind of palpable infatuation, it comes across so well. Mm-hmm. He does it so, so well, and it just really makes you feel what he's feeling. Well, we actually wrote a list last week, uh, just in time for Valentine's Day, where everybody in the team contributed their favourite romantic film of all time. Did you guys make the cut? Mine, Mine did. did. Mine's in there. What was yours? Mine was Amelie. I just think if you're looking for something really romantic, like, just go French. Yeah, go charming. So yeah, no, I love that film. Mm, she's so adorable yeah, she as well. And it's so like, I think, how long ago did that come yeah, out? Yeah, forever. Ages well, ago. I did it for my A-level French, so. It was a long time ago. <laughs> I'd say it's 15 years. I was about to say I was definitely years, yeah. at school. Yeah. Lou, sure. what was, what was your Mine was a little bit more cheesy. It was The Notebook. I can't watch that and not cry my yeah. eyes out. You know, when you watch a film that's like that sad, you just, and then you watch it again, you just want to be able to watch it for the first time. Yeah. I know, I, that, still, that's, I still get that feeling every time I watch the Im- it. But the impact of the end is just, yeah. 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 And it's reliably sad. You know, yeah. when either you're on your period yeah. and you just really feel <laughs> irritated, you, know, you, you need cry, to cry. Yeah. And like, I know, I'm just going to put on The Notebook. That's yeah, such a good so point, actually. I often so feel like sometimes I just need a good cry. I need something to just tip me over the edge and The Notebook is that is like (laughs) sobbing mine was Shakespeare in Love which for me was like I saw it when I was 12 and it was like the the first kind of really like heartbreaking romantic film I'd ever seen and that will always stay with me I just can't hear Shakespeare in Love without thinking of scary movie when they go Shakespeare in Love (laughs) (laughs) can't say it does that to me I always always feel like that in my head 
Yeah, of course. Oh, good. Okay. I just remember that very, very last scene where Viola is um, on a deserted beach and my sister was so distraught and devastated that her boyfriend at the time was like, no, they're going to meet each other just on the other side. (laughs) He's there. This isn't the end of them. Sorry, spoiler alert. But if you (laughs) haven't seen it, then go back to 1998 and you need to watch it again. Great movie. You know what? I've had a look at this and my choice did make the cut. Go on, what was yours? When Harry met Sally. That's what I watched. If you haven't seen it, or if you do want to revisit the 80s classic, <laughs> it's on Netflix. Is it? Yes. Is it? That's good. Yes. And I watched it the other week, and I love, 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 love that film. That is a, it is a great Meg Ryan classic. is amazing in those films. Yeah. She? She's so wonderfully smart and neurotic and, you know, just so opinionated and so sure about what she wants from love and what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I was listening to this. Do you guys listen to This American Life? Yes. There was a really great episode before Valentine's Day where they talked all about the rom-com. When Harry met Sally, it's just such a different rom-com because they're friends and they're, Mm. you know, each other's confidants and best mates and they have so much fun together. There's not the meet-cute because it's like a a decade of meet-cutes. And then at the end with New Year's Eve. Yeah, classic. My husband hadn't seen it and I got to the end and I was like, what did you think? He's like, it was all right. Oh, it's the worst when that happens. It's the worst. It's so much more than all right. Come on, buddy, Billy Crystal. Yeah, maybe it's romantic lead. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I think, that was mine. I think we also need to give a special mention to Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, that oh, is it's such a beautiful film. That that scene around the fish tank. Yeah, the music, everything, so good. Amazing. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. My God, yeah. he is both so beautiful and so young. Yeah, yeah. he's so hot in that baby film. face. He looks yeah. like he's about he's fourteen. Yeah, mm. yeah. Speaking of movies, Antonia, you actually have your own podcast, don't you, called Admit One with Antonia O'Brien, and you speak to people all about their favourite films, right? I do. I am. Um, gosh, it's been such a fun project. So we've done, we've wrapped up the first series last year, a bit of a while ago now, and uh, it's talking to people from across the arts. So who've I had? Uh, Sarah Cox, Cherry Healy, Claire Balding, James King, the film critic, and like there's some boys in there as well. Mm-hmm. And it's talking to people about their three favourite films but maybe not the three films that they think are the best ever made. So, you know, Sarah Cox saying she loves watching Elf, not just at Christmas, <laughs> all year round, because she loves watching it with her kids. Claire Balding loves Love Actually. I love Claire Balding. Uh, so, yeah, it's worth tuning into, because if you like storytelling, that's what's so great about films, is on people talking about their love of a film, inevitably it reminds them of a time of their Definitely. life, whether it's their first date with their husband or a film they watch when they're actually just feeling quite low and it picks them up. So it's it's all about kind of the power of films and how they can make you feel. And I love that. I think I need to catch up on it, actually. <laughs> what would yours be? I am going to choose Little Miss Sunshine because it's... Oh, I love... It's so good. It I love so good. a dysfunctional family. It's full of kind of love and disappointment. And, oh, it's so good. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. It makes me raw laughing, but it's also just a gorgeous film. Mm. Have you seen The Way, Way Back as well? <gasps> that's such a good oh, film. Oh, my God, it is so good. No, yeah, adds on to the list of films it's, I need to watch immediately. Add it. It's, it's really good. It's Little Miss Sunshine. It's that same kind of like aesthetic and yeah. humour and it's like about it's about a family who moves to a small town in the summer and there's a, a water park that's just opened there I mean nothing really happens I don't know if I've seen that oh it's, it's really so good. good it's with what's the name of the guy from um, Three Billboards yeah. Sam, oh, Sam Sam Rockwell Sam Rockwell yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah he's in it it's really really good he's way way back yeah he is amazing because he's really good comedy actor yeah yeah, yeah I mean exactly. there is comedy in he's that. really yeah. funny he's, he's funny yeah. in that what I've just thought of it's not my I wouldn't say it's my favourite film but the film of my childhood is My Girl oh I love that with the that's kind of, so tragic. Yeah, it, it is really tragic, but so much of my childhood, when I think back, is re- kind of reflective of that. I remember looking at her style, thinking she had, I remember she was wearing this khaki shirt and jeans, thinking that was such a cool look. And I always wanted tassels on my bike. Yeah. Like, oh, and I did you wear a mood ring? No, I never got a mood ring, but 
I've never I've seen a film and I feel like you will know it really well. Oh, it's such a Macaulay Culkin. I've never seen it. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Oh. Dan Aykroyd. Don't watch it. I've watched two. a bit of it. Yeah. Um, okay. Quite recently, actually. But emotionally, I can handle it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it is really sad. It's um, quite like dark for yeah. a child, like a children. Okay. Yeah. Children. Basically, family film. she grows up in a funeral. Like her family run a funeral parlor, mm. so she's kind of always grown up with death and kind of internally very affected by what death is, and, and really kind of comes out in her actions and her emotions, and it's kind of about dealing with that and Ooh. also becoming you know, turning 13 and having your period and okay. having these feelings but now I'm talking about it, it's very dark to have loved when I was eight depressing. but um, it's a really lovely story yeah. you know you could just think of it as what film have you watched the most because that's probably a reflection oh, of God. how much yeah. you love it I don't yeah. think I can confess that Mean Girls and Parent Trap are my <laughs> favourites though <laughs> mean, Girls, mean Girls has come up I love a bit of Mean Astros. Girls my favourite ever film is Buffalo 66 oh, I've never seen that it's, it's a Gallup film he, like, he stars in it produced it directed it really beautiful it's got Christina Ricci in it mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like a modern love story Great. Well, I'm gonna have to go with Mean Girls. That's my main. I do love Mean Girls. Definitely yeah. top five. Yeah, I feel like it was cultural. And like the most comforting film for me is Sound of Music because when I was little, comforting. Oh like, my god, oh, it's an emotional roller coaster. I know, but whenever I was sick, like from school or something, when I was little, I would always watch Sound of Music. Oh my god, so I can't, I can't cope with Sound of Music. From romantic movies to the end of a relationship, we wrote a piece on should you keep gifts from an ex? Because from photos to jewellery, we wanted to know how appropriate it was to hang on to those things from old loves. Anyone? What are your thoughts? I am very binary with this. Been it. Always. Really? I, I, yeah, I read the article and uh, I can see the other side, how if it didn't end badly, why do you need to be so dramatic? But I just feel like an everyday reminder of a previous love is just not necessary. Okay. That's my piece. Astrid? I think if it's something really sentimental or like very romantic, you have to kind of question yourself why you're keeping them. Mm -hmm. Like, are you kind of holding on to something from the past? But I mean, I have things that ex-boyfriends have bought me that are just kind of, they were just gifts, like a birthday gift or a Christmas gift. And I absolutely hold on to them. And I don't like look at them and think of that person. Like if They're I just things you have. If someone asked me, oh, I like the dress or something, where's it from? Then I would. That would be the only reason I would think back to sure. it. But you know, but what associated. Ab- and what about sentimental things, like little notes and things yeah. like that? Cards. I actually Those have no. I have like a box of cards. Not just from boyfriends, but mm. like from friends and like photos from school mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I think it's fun, like to look back. Like whenever I moved house, I always come across these things again, mm. and I. Don't look back at it in a negative way. It's just funny. So I think my only reservation, I kind of, I'm with you and I keep a lot of stuff. My reservation would be if I found that my boyfriend had kept stuff from an ex, I would not be okay with that. So I don't think I could have a double standard about it. Yeah, I mean, I do. It is a weird one because now I've said that I'm so binary. I actually do have. (laughs) (laughs) Confession time. Confession time. But when I think about my first one, it's when I think about my crushes as a teenager. Mm -hmm. Then I would bin all notes. And I remember I really fancied this boy and every day he bought me a Kinder Egg. Oh, dream. I can't believe I'm actually saying this out loud (laughs) to anyone other than those I went to school with. But I had tens and tens of these Kinder Egg toys. And then, That's so cute. And then he started fancying someone else. Oh, no. Which, when you're 14 and mm. your hormones are out of control and you think you're in love, <laughs> I had to bin everything. That's really sad because that would have been a really good story had you ended up together. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, it is very cute. And I did have a big collection of Kindle. <laughs> um, That's so cute. But in real life, in my adult life, no, I do still have like you know a lovely hat and I don't look at it and think oh god the past yeah, yeah. I think oh it's a nice hat but I don't want to wear it today 
Yeah. I think the possessions thing is different to kind of sentimental notes. Right, mm. I agree. This article said that if you were to find that your loved one had been keeping sentimental things from an ex, that you should be thankful that you're with a loving person who has loving relationships. I think that's quite idealistic. I'm not sure I would feel That's thankful. easier said than done, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I'm not mm. sure about that. Yeah, it takes a strong woman to be like, you know what, I accept that you feel very affectionate towards your mm. ex, but you don't love her still. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd I'm I can why take do you that. have this still? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's more my game too. From romance to e-cigarettes, bit of a tenuous link there. <laughs> but we wrote a piece on whether they're actually that bad for you because there's a lot of myth around the e-cigarette now. How does everybody feel about them? I initially thought they were really bad for you and because they haven't been around that long, you don't don't know what they could cause in the future. But this new study says that they're actually 95% less harmful than regular cigarettes, which I think is quite amazing. Yeah, that is quite a big... If you're a big smoker and mm. you swap to an e-cigarette, that is a huge thing. Yeah, that is true. How do you guys feel when you walk into a cloud of oh. e-cigarette smoke? Because I have to say, that's a, new, that's a 2018 pet peeve. It you know? drives me mental, and there's such a huge vaping culture, mm. and all of these vape shops. I know, what's I that about? Like a vape anywhere. shop is the new kind of crap souvenir shop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is so, you know, sometimes there will be a vape lounge next yeah. to a vape shop, and I'm like, you know, quite clearly there is demand for, mm. but really so many outlets to go and buy all of your different cartridges. Um, I hate, hate walking into a cloud of, you know, tiramisu. <laughs> yeah. It's the flavoured stuff. It's you sort flavor. of find yourself sniffing. Oh, no. I would not what, what was that? It's disgusting. I would much rather Strang. walk into a cigarette cloud, I think. Yeah. But also there's so much smoke. I know it's not as like smoky as a cigarette. Yeah, it is. But it's, it's like, it's yeah. like a smoke machine. It's like yeah, a shisha. Yeah, it's like shisha. That's, yeah. that's, I'll be out and think it's shisha. And it's not, it's yeah. like 7.30 in the morning and somebody's doing it on the train yeah. or in a restaurant. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because they're not actually like proper cigarettes. Yeah. People think it's fine to do it anyway. Yes. And also Which is actually stop with friends of mine who use e-cigarettes or vapes. They can do it inside they can do it outside meaning they are actually kind of smoking the whole yeah. time yeah. That's yeah. there's no limit of course you can't do it in restaurants yeah. And, yeah, you know yeah, a lot yeah. of places but I mean I think it's almost not encouraging people to but it's facilitating they don't yeah. have to stop because it's like it's fine that's exactly what one of our colleagues said who yeah. smokes quite regularly when we suggested that she switched to her e-cigarettes and she said exactly that that she has her cigarette at her set times because she yeah. has to go outside yeah. to have them whereas if she had a vape it yeah. would just be yeah. constant yeah. Yeah, and it finishes true. at a certain point so that's the end of it yes mm. yeah. this might be controversial to say but they just don't look <laughs> nice do they like I know it's terrible but let's be honest a cigarette she Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, in a, you know, roadside cafe. <laughs> um, disclaimer: I am not promoting smoking. <laughs> no, but they just—you're not going to see someone in a photo no. shoot having an no. e-cigarette, no. yeah. or like sitting in Paris. No, like, on the side. if they yeah. done away, would not have looked so good as Bonnie and Clyde with a <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I just got to go charge my vape. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> would you ever be tempted? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Try it. I have tried one because oh, fr- yeah. I have friends that smoke them. And, and I have the odd tiki bag when I've mm. had a drink. Well, I haven't had a shisha since I was about 18. So, But as I remember, they're quite kind of smoky tasting. Because yeah. it's like they put the little stones yeah. on the top yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. Cool. cool. Whereas the e-cigarette was just, yeah, kind of like flavoured air. Weird. It wasn't enjoyable for me. No, no. not the same as having a cig. No, yeah. But I guess if it's helping people smoke less and helping them Absolutely. Have I mean, all for it. The statistics show that it's much better yeah. for you. So. Well, maybe it remains to be seen. A few more years of it. You can have a quick ciggy, you can steal a quick ciggy. I suppose you can obviously share your friends. Well, there's something quite social about having a a cig, isn't there? Yeah, I'm just going to nip outside, but it's not going to be like, oh, mate, can I have a little drag on your Your vape? Mm. Yeah, no, it hasn't got quite the same appeal, has it? (laughs) Let's talk about fashion, because we, I wrote a piece about Balenciaga and how it has overtaken Gucci as the brand of the year. But it's not a kind of minimalist brand, is it? They've got some pretty statement pieces. Lou, how do you feel about... Right now. I my personal style is much more pared back. I'm quite classic in the way that I dress. I don't really jump on trend-led dressing and brands. So for me, it's not something that I would personally covet. Saying that there definitely are some pieces which I think are much cooler than others and much more wearable. Um, Such as what? What are you into? So I think the, the knife shoes mm-hmm. I think are amazing. I think some of the sock boots, when worn correctly, look amazing. Like we did, um, sorry, with Hannah Strafford Taylor over the weekend, she looked incredible mm-hmm. wearing them. So I think if they're worn in the right way, they look really cool and really wearable. But head to toe, it's so trend, it's so current, and I just don't think it's got longevity. So for me personally, it's not my thing. Antonio? I think with Balenciaga, I think, you know, where it was Gucci and the Gucci logo tees, you could almost buy into a similar look inspired by the Gucci logo tee or the loafers, but you could buy that from River Island or H&M. Whereas I think with, you know, that nod to it, I think it worked. Whereas with Balenciaga, yes, Topshop have got amazing floral print sock boots, but in general, it's a hard brand to bring into your wardrobe. I mean, really, none of us can afford it. No mm-hmm. mortals it's can so afford it. Expensive. Unless you're Rihanna, which I'm not. <laughs> no. um, but no one can really afford it. So I think I see the influences, the bright, you know, block colours and the floral prints and the sock boots, like you said, mm. the knife boots. Um, but I don't know how it can make its way into the every woman's wardrobe. Yeah. Interesting. Astrid? Yeah, I'm with you. I think when the whole Gucci vibe was happening, you could get, you know, your pleated metallic skirt from River Island, like you said, and put it with a little tee, and it, it looked cool. But Balenciaga's just kind of next level, isn't mm. it? Although I, I think the shoes are great, and they've yeah. really kind of been one of the, yeah. the things everyone mm. wants this season. I think they're bringing other trends back into the fold as well. Like my mum was telling me yesterday that she's, she's got some purple Gina shoes oh my from God. like Gina. 20, Gina. I haven't like 20 years ago they're bright purple she had them for a function at the time where you had to match like the shoes to your dress so a function, with a purple I love dress, that. A function. it was my brother's bonnet to her and um, so your mum sounds fabulous yeah she's um, but the point being she went to Gina to ask if they if she could dye them black and they were like what are you talking about they sound amazing and I was showing her yesterday on Etta Balenciaga and I was like no it's actually you know purple shoes back yeah. in as is the glitch so I think that you know whether you're going to buy the dagger heels or not they'll be influencing style mm. in a kind of wider way perhaps and our high street is the best, not to always carbon copy, mm-hmm. but to be very inspired yes. by the catwalks. And, you know, you can always rely on H&M and Zara to 
be inspired by. And exactly like your mum, even if it is just the colours mm -hmm. of. That's quite fun. Exactly. Speaking of the high street, we have been talking a lot in the office about what specific things we buy from which high street brands. So whether it's white shirts from Cos or denim from Topshop, we've all got our go-tos. So Antonia, what are yours? What are my go-tos? You know, a recent go-to that I do want to share because every time I tell someone this is where I now get my jeans, they're like, oh, I didn't really, I've never really thought about jeans from Cos. Interesting. Ooh, really good. Mm. They've got great colours black charcoal, indigo, and a lighter wash in most of their cuts. Mm -hmm. uh, disclaimer, I'm not working for cause. It <laughs> does sound like I am. Um, good high-waisteds. A high-waisted without looking retro, so all your lumps and your bumps and your soft, fatty bits are inside. Mm -hmm. And, you know, should you be wearing, you know, a bit of a cheese string thong? That's not going to nick <laughs> out. But, come on, who's wearing low-rise now anyway? I probably don't even need to say that. But cause have really, really great jeans okay. with, like, 2%. I actually looked because oh, yeah. I wanted to know how much elastane was in them. Like, 2%. So oh. it keeps the shape yeah. on your bum and your thigh. It doesn't get that slack bottom mm -hmm. that I hate. <laughs> that I really, really hate that. It really bugs me. It makes me so angry when I buy a pair from a different leading high street shop and it gets that slack bottom. I'm like, oh. Um, so cause for my jeans, cause for my knitwear, mm -hmm. it's still so cold. I wear this polo neck most days. Mm -hmm. It's a navy wool cos polo neck. Uh, cos for my t-shirt. <laughs> do you, you like cos? Yeah. Um, but then I do like prints and bright, more kind of fun and playful things. That would probably be River Island mm -hmm. and other stories, H&M. But no, my, my basics that I then kind of add into every season, probably cos. And God, does everyone say Zara? Everyone. Well, I know yeah. that's really <laughs> unimaginative, but I think, say I have a last minute event like I want to wear something fabulous for sheer Lux's fashion. <laughs> um, I will go to Zara, even though I know every woman in the world goes there for something, a great dress, a really cool skirt. They've got such good shoes. And earrings. Mm -hmm. I think you can wear something you've had for ages and get an amazing kind of shoulder length. Zara getting bigger they are and getting, bigger they are and bigger. Growing. Almost like scarves tied into <laughs> earrings. They're mad. Mango is also Mango's incredible earrings. for earrings. Their, their collection is insane. It's so, so good. good. And also just so affordable. Mm. I think I do cover so many brands of jewellery, but I know I can go into Mango and should I misplace one of them or lose a butterfly. It doesn't say much. I don't cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not the end of the world. You should experiment no. a bit more with them, isn't it? You know, if you're not sure if yeah. you can look sort of oversized earring trends. Mm. You can just try it. Seven ninety nine, and go. <laughs> mm. What about you? Because I feel you're a basics queen. Yeah, so. so I would go Zara for blazers. I think that would always be my number one. Like I did a refund on Sunday and I just was like, right, I'm going to go straight to the till, do my refund and walk straight out again. <laughs> walk straight out with a blazer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, absolutely love it for that. I think M&S does amazing cashmere. So, so good. It's kind of available all year round. It washes really well. The grandma and me mentioning how it washes, but. Can I just interrupt and say I recently got a double breasted blazer from MS mm -hmm. that you can the wash. Navy one. Yes. Yeah, we yes. love that name. So you can machine wash, girl. Sorry, it's had to. Yeah. Because, you know, if you are working and wearing and working yeah. and wearing a blazer a lot, it can yeah. So if you can put it in the washing machine, yeah, I mean, yeah. that was the biggest discovery of my, I'm going to say, of my week. <laughs> Is that the one that Georgie wore? The navy, yeah. navy double-breasted. Yeah. So That's we should give that a shout-out, that blazer, because we featured it a few times. It's from Orthograph, and it is. Yes. It's, it's £120, mm -hmm. and it's gorgeous, isn't it? It's, it's gorgeous, mm -hmm. and every time I wear it, I wore it a lot over Fashion Week, everyone's like, oh, gosh, it's amazing. Where's that from? I'm like, 
M&S. Yeah. It's Marks and Spencer. M&S is the brand that I feel like it's you You most want to show off when yeah, you find totally. something from that. I love it. I had some white boots on the other day. Yeah. Someone on Instagram messaged me. Oh. Like, are they top shop? I was like, no, they are M&S. I like, think it's such a British thing to be so proud of a high street buying. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I think and when you know it's really affordable. Yeah. yeah. Such a British brand yeah. that you know, unlike Zara, less of a kind of... I'm doing the little bunny ears yeah. speech marks, but the fashion pack aren't going to be in there as much. So you're kind of like, yes, That's these so Mary good. Janes really yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> the cashmere is so good then t-shirts I would go and other stories um, I've got a lot from there and they just they keep their shape really well they wash really well they keep their colour and they would always say that you should refresh your t-shirts as much as you can but they do really good staples and denim Topshop we've recently did a Topshop denim haul and they just have so many good shapes for different fits and also, I love a good wash of a denim that's something that I'm really picky on and they've got such good variety so those would be mine Astrid? Um, I would say M&S for the knitwear, but I actually quite like to shop in the men's section. Ooh. It's a nice boys jumper, mm-hmm. preferably in navy, it's always quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Uniqlo always do good knitwear, great cashmere. Zara, I mean, if you've got a wedding or a party to go to and you don't want to blow the budget, I just think you can always find something in there. Mm-hmm. And I actually shop denim at H&M, it fits me really well. Ooh. I think it's got a little bit more sturdiness than the top shop jeans um for me that works yeah well uh, yeah i'm a big Topshop denim fan as well like lou all our hall was convince me yeah. that i'm really into them and i love top shop shoes as well i find that they are definitely the comfiest on the high street having had some really bad experiences with some other that brands. is so true actually i always know when i get a pair of top shop boots or heels i'm probably going to be okay yeah like, that doesn't need to be fast no like they take like one break in and then they're yeah. absolutely fine yeah, and point. yeah compared to a lot of other brands they are worth spending a little bit more like on, I think. one pack of compi versus six packs of well exactly yeah, yeah. your feet are still bleeding the... three months in and, and you're just exactly. like i just should have bought the more expensive ones yes yeah. yes and you kind of accept the like the one go where it hurts yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have to get yes, you just push yeah. through exactly and then it's fine boys don't get it and i understand why they don't it makes me think of that friends episode when monica tries those boots there's nothing worse than watching a girl struggling in a pair of heels when mm. yeah, when you can't walk properly, it's so unattractive. Someone, so yeah, bad. someone actually offered me a plaster once on the tube because <laughs> a Zara pair of shoes had broken oh. that she could see how badly they mm. had broken. What a feet. sweetheart! There are people out there who are good. But I remember right. once. Mm. Um, there was this sweet, sweet old man on the tube and he left his gloves on the tube and it was a really, really cold day and the doors were like beeping and I was like, oh my God, I literally have one. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't get the gloves oh. to him and it's like stuck with me oh, ever since. Oh. Like, I still think about that old are man. Warm, though? Do you wear them a lot? <laughs> 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 How chic are they? Yeah. Yeah. Are they navy cashmere? <laughs> <laughs> that would be ideal. No, but I do still think of that man and his poor cold hands. Mm. Yeah. He was like a real sweet old man oh, though. Bless. If there's an accessory to lose, it's always gloves, mm. isn't it? I mean, people lose gloves. Exactly. Well, a friend of mine once saw this guy who looked you know really rushed and really kind of harassed and he was sitting with his two bursting bags of M&S groceries and he just got up and jumped off the tube and she saw as he looked back that moment of realising oh, he'd left all of his shopping no. on the tube Killer. and off it goes and she was like oh, there's <laughs> no. nothing I can do oh I'm just sorry I'm just going to take this home no with you yeah, I was going to say <laughs> free M&S goodies back to fashion for a minute Angela, what do you invest in do you spend money on, on anything or are you quite controlled I am a real wardrobe investor it's something my mum really uh, kind of drummed into me that if you invest in pieces that will last and aren't trend-led, then you can always top it up, like we've said, with maybe a scarf or a shoe or an amazing pair of specific on-trend earrings. Uh, For me, my investment pieces are all lots of tailoring, tailored trousers, tailored jackets. Um, And where do you get them from? Where do you go to all your go-to brands? My investment pieces are Joseph, and I have always found them at a discounted price. In London, they have amazing sales. 
There's one soon. I saw it promoted in the paper. Well, I think that's last It was last week. week at the box, yeah, in Hackney. Mm. Because it's amazing. <laughs> there's a full-time discounted store. There's one on the King's Road. There's one in Hackney. And then also the Outnet. I was going to say, they're good on the Outnet. Yeah. yeah, and because, you know, Joseph and Stella McCartney, they're kind of... Stella McCartney, I don't have any pieces, but dream of that kind of tailoring and those sort of investment mm. pieces. But I have a navy blazer, a grey blazer, leather trousers, you know, just things that I wear year, season on season, year after year, and they keep their shape and they're wonderful fabrics. I look after my clothes. They're all in zip bags and I'm very fussy. That's the key. But I'm that's not very good at that. They're yeah. my investment pieces. I completely agree. I think when you invest in things that you're going to wear for a long time, the cost per wear massively goes down mm. and you kind of always feel good when you put them on and I said you can update them with you know a new accessory or something else underneath but I think it's so important like I would always invest in a good coat leather jackets and boots I think would probably be my thing yeah definitely as I've got older I am more careful about what I buy how often I buy but yeah looking for sample sales and the outnet and just I think there's no shame in mm. getting a bargain mm -hmm. If it's a gorgeous piece yeah. that you're going to keep forever. And I think if at the beginning of the season you know you really like something, pretty much everything does go on sale now. So yeah. I think mm. you can be quite savvy and just be like, okay, I'm going to wait a couple of months and then I'm going to be able to get it at yeah. 30%, 40% mm -hmm. off. And if you wait, you can always get it. Yeah, it's totally. discounted. And I think it's just really important to, you know, streamline it and keep it casual and classic. Mm. And then, like you said, you can just nip to Zara and yeah. get something fabulous to keep it with. Exactly. You're never going to be like, oh gosh, you know, a white blazer or... A, a, a tailored navy blazer that's really just not what people are wearing this season because <laughs> like you said yeah. if it if it fits you well and it's kind of a reliable investment it is always yeah. going to make you look good whether it's what the magazines yeah. or sheer lux are talking about yeah. or not. and make you feel good as well i think that's so important like you know if you're trying out the latest trend but it makes you feel you just don't think it fits you or it suits you you just don't feel good about it and i think you know we've talked so much about how confidence is the number one thing that will transform any outfit so Absolutely. if you have these couple of reliable classics in your wardrobe which you know you've put on and you feel great then it's all about those, yeah. those power to you. <laughs> uh, finally, let's end on a controversial topic. Georgie and I were talking about dressing with your partner. So some people call it twinning and others call it being controlling. Where do you stand on helping your partner get dressed? Sorry, so twinning as in like dressing alike well, or you dressing your partner? You dressing your partner. Do you ever dress similarly? Do you have similar style? And how involved do you get in their dressing? Leo, I know you've always said that yeah. you and Mae or Lou have similar tastes. Yeah, we um, are basically the same person when it comes to style. We're both very into it. Um, we actually met in a clothing shop. That's how we started our relationship. But yeah, we often will get dressed the morning and then look at each other and be like wow okay that's happened again <laughs> um so yeah we pretty much wear the same thing but very naturally he's got great style so i would never be like oh can you like try wearing this because i think that's that's great yeah, do you so. shop for him he's very into his own clothes so he really enjoys shopping but for kind of christmas and birthdays we always really enjoy getting both each of us buying clothing for each other because we really like it and we kind of tend to maybe always get it right so it's always surprises we'd never be like oh, i really want this coat but yeah, I think we're very lucky in that respect that we both enjoy it and we understand each other's style and complement each other with that, I'd say. And Tony, what you about you? You guys look great together. <laughs> when I first met my husband, he definitely is a better dressed person now by his own admission. <laughs> Christian, I'm here to say that for you because you're not here. <laughs> but I haven't had any input. I haven't tried to change anything. I think it's more that he, over time, is like, I really need new jeans. What do you think? Or I want a new coat is it worth investing in saying to him that it's really worth spending a little bit more money and getting 
a really smart wool kind of cashmere mix coat from Joseph in one of these, you know, previously mentioned sales, I've definitely inspired him to point him in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And then exactly the same as you, Lou, with Christmas and with birthdays, I will gift him something that I really like, that I know he'll like. I'm not trying to change what he wears, but definitely smarten him up a little bit. Actually, how involved would you get with a, a boyfriend style? I don't know. If they're happy to have a bit of help, I think no one's losing in that mm-hmm. situation. I have friends who literally buy all their other halves' clothes, like everything from the underpants to the coats. <laughs> I and I find that a bit strange. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I, I'm attracted to guys who are into style yeah. and, you know, have a bit of I don't know, confidence to go out there and mm-hmm. pick their own clothes. And even but if it's um, not something that you like, you kind of admire, you know, say he's wearing a paisley print purple-orange mixed jacket, would you kind of... Uh, worst thing I can think of my head. Um, but if it was something that he was like, I really like this and it made him feel good, would you kind of be like, you go, babe? Totally. And yeah. like, especially if there was like some kind of reference to it, like, oh, it was because it reminded him of the 90s or like a film he's seen. Like, I don't know, if there's like a story behind yeah. it and... Yeah, oh, I don't know. You make me think I'm quite controlling that. I would say, I think <laughs> if my boyfriend came down in something that I thought was a real faux pas, I would be like, no, take it off. Like, dish, Would he not be rid. offended? Why are you saying that? Maybe. Go back yeah. upstairs. Yeah. Is he into the clothes? He's into clothes. So, so Ben dresses a bit like you, Luke. He's a, com- such a capsule buyer. So he only buys expensive. He buys very little. It's all completely tonal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everything goes with everything. And I mean, it's, it's quite like, I would love to shop like that. But I like trends and I like a bit of colour and mm-hmm. I like to have a bit more fun. And I like shopping as well. I think that's a girl thing as well. Like, he wouldn't head to Zara and buy fun bits because he felt like it. Whereas yeah. I feel like... Just browse because yeah. you just want to see what's in there. Or you just want something new. I think maybe that is more of a girly trait. Mm. But yeah, if he... We've actually got a piece running where he styled me for a week. Ooh. Um, yeah, and he made some interesting choices. So I don't know. I think... Well, he better not get offended anyway because I'm certainly going to knock his choices <laughs> in that story. So yeah, if he did anything kind of off the wall or crazy, which he's not likely to do, but I think if he did, then then I would say something. I don't want... I think the way your partner dresses is a reflection on you as well. So even if it's confident, Austin Powers is confident doesn't mean he's not dressed. But that is a very good point. But he did snap up Liz Hurley, so... This is true. And Beyonce. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, he did. What a player. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. Antonia, thank you so much for joining us. If you like that, please do rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, and we will see you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.